Ladies and gentlemen of God, this is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that you have joined with us tonight for the Rock Solid Truth broadcast. Praise the Lamb of God. It is good to be in the presence of the Lord, and it's good to be in the presence of His Word. Amen. If you don't have your Bibles, run and get them very quickly so that you can join with us as we read through the Scriptures, because... I believe that we all ought to have our Bibles out ready to go, praise the Lamb of God. Coming to something like this without your Bible is like a gunfighter without a gun. Amen. Hallelujah. How many knows that we're not carrying a gun, but amen, we have a sharp two-edged sword that goes asunder and even to the marrow of the bones, praise the Lamb of God. I pray that you've been having a wonderful day today. I pray that you have been receiving the Word of God and that the Word has touched you, and that it is finding a place of planting in you. Praise the Lamb of God. Glory to God. I thank God for what he's doing. Amen. Now that I thank God for what he's doing in your lives and my lives, and I thank God for what he's doing in rock-solid truth. Praise the Lamb of God. If you got your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 8, verse 33. Mark chapter 8, verse 33. I am sure that all of us have, at one point or another, amen, read this scripture, amen, and had many comments concerning the scripture. Mark chapter 8, verse 33. When he turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. Let us pray. Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you, Lord, as we go forth now. I pray that you would touch me, move upon me, that every word that proceedeth out of my mouth, Lord, shall find a place of planting, a seed to be planted, O God, and that this seed shall grow into a harvest and shall bless many people. Amen. I humble myself before you, Lord. I have no confidence in the flesh, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will go before me and touch the lives of those who need to be touched. We'll give you all the praise in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and all of God's people said. Amen. I have been speaking to you about the intensity of the war that I believe that is taking place for dominance and influence over every individual on this earth. I believe that it's a war that I believe that it's a war that war that every child of God should be aware of. And not only aware of it, but also as a participant to make sure that our thinking and our actions do not add to or influence this war of darkness. I believe we need to recognize, I believe that we need to be familiar with the authority that has been given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 9 verses 1, and he gave his disciples power and authority over every devil and over every disease. I believe that we need to take authority, I, need, I believe that we need to, to walk in that authority over every devil and over every disease. There is a war going on, praise the Lamb of God. And what is sickness? Sickness is something to end your life early. What is, what is disease? It's the same thing, to end your life early. A devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And we as children of God need to come against that with the authority that has been given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. 
But how about this? What about if the child of God is passive? What if he's passive about that authority? I tell you that we cannot lay in the trenches waiting for the enemy to attack us and then to counterattack his attack. I tell you, we need to be offensive. We need to be on the defensive. Not on the defensive. We need to be on the offensive. I believe that since Satan is building strongholds, and he is, trying to get those strongholds to exalt themselves above the knowledge of God, we need to be aggressive. We need to be aggressive against these strongholds and use the authority that has been given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ to cast them down. If Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy, and he has, as stated in John 10.10, 10, then it's going to take effort. It's going to take effort on your part, and it's going to take effort on my part to overcome and to cast and keep him from what he wants to steal. I'll say that again. To keep him cast down, and to keep him from what he desires to steal. We need to keep our feet on his neck. We need to take authority over him. We need to submit ourselves unto God and resist the devil because the word of God says that he will flee from us if we will do that. We need to have our feet on his neck. We need to take authority. You are seated. You are seated at the right hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Everything is below you. There is nothing that is above you. There is nothing that is above you. I will tell you that again. There is nothing that is above you. Everything is below you, including this lying, scheming, thriving devil. Hallelujah. Because that's what he wants to do, is to steal, kill, and destroy. Look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So this is really what Christ is saying. Peter, this revelation that you are now speaking, this revelation that you just said concerning me, it didn't come from you. It didn't come from your own intuition. It didn't come from your own thinking. It didn't even come from your praying. It came because you're under the influence of the Father. You're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So what you are speaking, Peter, is supernatural revelation, a word of wisdom. Revelation knowledge that is coming forth out of you because you are under the influence of the Father. How powerful is that? Now look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show himself unto his disciples. 
how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. I want you to grasp something and I want you to understand something. This is the same day. It's only moments after, after Christ has asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter being inspired, led, influenced, under the control of the Holy Spirit said, you're the Christ. You're the living God. And moments later, moments later, when Jesus begins to tell his disciples that he's going to be that he's going to go to Jerusalem and he will be killed there and crucified, but that he would rise on the third day. It was then that Peter rose up. Just moments under being under the, being uncontrolled by the Holy Spirit and under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Just moments before, now is under the influence of Satan. Now is under the influence of Satan. Look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 22. Matthew chapter 16, verse 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. He's just, Peter has just proclaimed him to be the son of the living God. And now Peter won't even consider the thought that the son of God would be telling the truth concerning his death and crucifixion. What does Peter say? He said, Bar, far be it from you, Lord, this is never going to happen. It will never happen, Lord. We're going to defend you. We will stand in the gap and we will make sure that this does not happen. It's not going to happen to you, Lord. And I might add, that when the chief priests and the mob came to take Jesus out of the Garden of Gethsemane, what does Peter do? It's the same Peter who was under the influence of the Holy Spirit when asked who Jesus was. It's the same Peter who was under the influence of Satan when Jesus says that he's going to go to Jerusalem. And now what does Peter do? He makes good on his promise. And he cuts off the ear of Malchus as they try to take Jesus Christ. He was rebuked by Christ. He was told that he was under the influence of Satan, and yet he still was going to make sure that Christ would not be taken at the Garden of Gethsemane. You see, Peter's got a problem. Like many of God's children, they don't listen. And if they do listen, they don't take it to heart and learn from it. You see, there are some, there are some valuable lessons that we, the church, need to adhere to and realize how the situation can turn in a moment and be proclaiming the glory of the Lord and the next moment becoming tools of the devil. Write some things down here. As I've mentioned some things that I believe that will help you if you will allow yourselves to be taught. 
Number one, when you're wrong, admit that you're wrong. When you're wrong, admit that you're wrong. Don't allow pride to make it worse. Repent. Don't have an unteachable spirit. When you are wrong, admit that you're wrong. Number two, when your speech is wrong, when your conversation is wrong, when you say things that you shouldn't be saying, don't allow the lie and the falsehood and even exaggeration make you into a gossip. And number three, know when your actions are wrong. And do not go ahead and do your actions anyway, even though you've been rebuked like Peter did. Here in Scripture, Christ is telling his disciples what the next few days are going to bring. Peter begins to rebuke him. Look at the response of Christ. This is our opening scripture. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. And he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense to me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Just moments before Christ had commanded Peter, had commended him for being sensitive and under the influence of the Holy Spirit, as the Father reveals to Peter who Jesus Christ really is, and now this same Peter, who was under the influence of the Holy Spirit, is now under the influence of Satan himself. I want to tell you, it can happen so easily and so quickly by the words that come out of our mouth. Look at verse 23 again. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Notice Jesus calls Satan by name. He turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Why? Because Christ knew that Satan was influencing and speaking through Peter. You see, this, is what, this, is, this was not something that was coming from the Father. This was not the will of God. This was not the inspiration of God. It was Peter being controlled and influenced by Satan concerning the very things that Christ was saying. This is powerful. This is huge. There is a group of people who are born-again children of God who believe that this scripture is just really a bit too far-fetched. And they say, really? That culture does not relate to our culture. That, co that time does not relate to our lifestyle and our culture today. I want you to understand something. I want you to grasp something. The quickest and easiest way for Satan to get at you and to get at me is through other people. The quickest way and easiest way for Satan to get at you is through other people. You know, let me ask you a question. 
Do you think that Peter knew he was being used by Satan? I tell you, he did not. He did not. He thought he was doing a good thing, and yet he's out of the will of God. He's being influenced by the devil. He's come out of the, the, the wisdom and the, the, the perfect will of God and right into the clutches of Satan. He doesn't, and he thinks he's doing such a great work and doing such a great thing by protecting Jesus Christ from, from going to Jerusalem and being crucified. He didn't know he was being used by Satan. He didn't know he was being inspired by Satan. And there are a multitude of God's people who are not aware that they're being used by Satan either. But they are. And it's the quickest way for Satan to have access to you through the words and the mouth of others. I mean, we have enough problems with our own mouth, but the quickest way for Satan to have access to you is through the words of someone else. There are people right now on Facebook. I mean, there are people right now in my own denomination who read my posts, who listen and watch me on YouTube, and they have negative things to say. Discredit the very words that I speak. I mean, people do this. Satan will use whatever means that he can to discredit the word of God and an individual. Amen. When an individual begins to speak the word, he will use anyone that is available to be used to discredit that person. And the only way for Satan to be still in other people, is to be rebuked. The way is to be rebuked. That's exactly what Jesus Christ did. He rebuked him. And I tell you that that's what we need to do as children of God. We need to stop allowing people to spread weeds into our heart. We are supposed to take seeds and scatter them. Seeds. And spread them. Not weeds. We need to rebuke the weeds. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about rebuking Satan and every individual who disagrees with you. I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm speaking about the authority that has been given to you as a child of God that when Satan is trying to steal, kill, or destroy, or to come against your dreams and what you believe that the Lord God has promised you, then it's time to rebuke them. We are not to war against flesh and blood. Amen? And we are not to war against flesh. Amen? But I tell you, we are to rebuke words. I'll say it again. We are to rebuke words. Satan has come and he will use anybody that he can to discredit you, to lie about you, to, to spread rumors about you. And we need to rebuke those words because the word of God tells you that any word spoken to you in judgment needs to be condemned. Hallelujah. You've got that authority to do that. Praise the Lamb of God. 
The battle is raging. It's raging in your home. It's raging at your job. It's raging with your children. It's raging with your spouses. It's raging in the church. The battle is raging. Whether you believe that it's significant or not, the devil is out to win as many as he can and to take down as many as he can. There's a battle. And if you're passive, if you're a conscientious objector, if you don't like to fight, if you don't like to take authority, and he's going to steal, kill, and destroy everyone that he can. But I believe that you and I need to be defensive and aggressive when it comes to the devil. You see, when you align yourself with passiveness, when you align yourself with passiveness, you align yourself with the devil. You align yourself with Satan. Because you were made, you were built, you were created to stand against him. You need to resist him. He needs to be resisted. He needs to be having authority taken over him. The word of God has called you to put your feet on his neck. Amen. Underneath you, not above you. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he may devour. Notice the word, as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He only has a roar like a lion. Only a roar. He's defenseless. He's a lion with no teeth. All he's got is a lie and deceivement. All he's got is the roar, and the roar is, 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 is nothing. Look at the second part of that. Whom steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in this world. You have power and authority. You have the strength of Samson. You have the power of Almighty God living inside of you. Hear the word of God. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be watchful. Keep alert. Keep your eyes peeled. Be on guard. Do not sleep. Do not be lulled into believing that, that all is well on your watch. Do not be lulled into believing that things are okay in this country. Do not be lulled into believing. Amen, that, that, that all things are going well by the news media. I'm telling you, do not be lulled to sleep because things are not well. But God is on the throne. The devil is having a heyday. The devil is having a heyday. Praise the Lamb of God. You know, and while I'm on this, why don't I, why don't I just say, and, and for you out there, amen, who you don't even know who you are? You don't even know if you're a boy or a girl? I want to tell you, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. The devil is a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. And those who are passive and those who are not watching and those who are distracted, 
those who are entangled in worldly affairs, those who have access to darkness, those who he has access to darkness. Stand up. Stand up for the power and the glory of the word of God. For a sharp two-edged sword is in your hand. Praise the Lamb of God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. You know what that means? That word resist in the Greek is anteisteme, and it means to oppose, to withstand, to aggressively stand against. The word steadfast in the Greek is stereos, and it means strongly and solidly. It means stability in that which is solid. When it's solid, when it's strong, when your faith is solid, when it's strong, when you are a warrior, when you are a child of God, confident in who you are and what you are and what he's done in you, and your faith is strong and you are standing in the power of his might, when it's solid, when it's strong, then you can stand against the wiles of the devil. You can stand against the, the, the lies of the devil. And if you're not standing, it's because he has lied to you. And you need to take authority over that now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and stand against the wiles and the deceitment of the devil. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Oh, that wonderful faith. It's faith that pleases God. And they must know that he is a rewarder of those, amen, who believe that he is. Hallelujah. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith will quench every fiery dart of the wicked. You see, I believe that we should not only be able to quench all the fiery darts, of the enemy by our shield of faith but I believe that we should be able to protect the ground that God has given to us to possess I think I need to say that again I believe that we should not only be able to quench all of the fiery ducts of the devil of the enemy through our shield of faith but I also believe that we should be able to protect the ground that God has given to us to possess. That's what he told Joshua going into Canaan land. He says, go in and everywhere that your feet trod, you'll possess it. How did they possess it? Through the faith that they had in their almighty God. What a powerful teaching. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our God is so good. He is so good. He is so good. Praise the Lamb of God. I thank God that we have the authority. I'll say it again. Luke chapter 9 verse 1. And he gave his disciples power and authority over every devil and over every disease. And someone's going to say, well, those were the disciples. Well, that has come on to the church. That scripture has come on to the church. And to the disciples that are in the church, he gave power and authority over every devil and over every disease. This is D.K. Grooms. 
Amen. And I pray that you are having a blessed day. Amen. Go with God. Hallelujah. Go with God. And I guarantee you that he, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, will go with you. Jesus loves you. I love you. And he is the Lord of all.